Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Holly Pennebaker. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nine to Thrive HR. In this podcast, we team up with experts in the field of HR and unlock their knowledge of the most pressing issues facing talent management today. This podcast is your outlet for learning the latest and greatest ways to solve challenges in your organization. This podcast is sponsored by Clear Company. Clear Company is the world's fastest growing talent management platform, allowing companies to easily hire, retain, and engage A players. Visit clearcompany.com to sign up for a free demo. This episode will cover the hot topic of candidate experience. So today we're joined by Paul Hamilton, Director of Talent Management and Workforce Analytics at Humber River Hospital in Toronto. Paul is a dynamic leader in talent management who's helped organizations grow and develop their most important asset, their people. With nearly two decades of consulting and leading the talent management function for several of the most recognized global brands, Paul knows what truly drives the recruitment and selection process. With his real life and the trenches experience and his compassionate nature for helping others, he has helped to convert thousands of job seekers into top performers at companies around the world. Welcome, Paul. We're so glad to have you. Well, Holly, thank you for allowing me to uh, share some of my knowledge with your listeners. I've been a uh, subscriber of the HCI uh, education platform and conferences for many years, and uh, it gives me great uh, pleasure to uh, participate in today's session. Awesome. So let's go ahead and dig into the topic of candidate experience by getting your answers to some intriguing, thought-provoking questions. So first off, Paul, how do you define candidate experience? Yeah, there are many iterations of the definition of candidate experience. To me, it's simply uh, the candidate experience refers to the sum of every interaction a candidate has with your organization, and that's everything from the attract, recruit, hire, and even the onboarding phase. It also includes all the activities associated with declining a candidate from a job or from your organization. So as you start to think about defining your candidate strategy, it's important that it outlines all of the actionable and measurable plans in place to deliver uh, what I think needs to be a positive, meaningful, and engaging experience across all of the key touch points and interactions that you have with your candidates. Bottom line is this, regardless of the hiring outcome, all candidates need to have a positive experience. I can't agree more. I think that a negative experience for a candidate does so much damage for the company. And so a lot of times we hear the importance of treating a candidate the way you would treat a customer. And so in your case, in using the hospital's approach to patient experience and tailoring that for candidates, what all does that involve and what difference does it make? Yeah, that's a great question, Holly. You know, here at Humber last year, our patient satisfaction score increased by 11%. We went from 61 to 72% patient satisfaction. And in our industry, that is considered an incredible achievement that happened with a very deliberate and well-executed strategic plan, really focused on putting the patient at the center of experience. When we in HR and talent acquisition looked at this, uh, the results, 
we looked at the individual variables that had the most impact on our patient results, and it was clear that we could replicate the same action plan with our candidates. We also went external and conducted an environmental scan with some of the leading uh, customer experience organizations based on the Talent Board Candies Awards, and the evidence was overwhelmingly very clear. We isolated uh, four factors that we believe are consistent with each company's candidate experience practice, and those four factors are sort of the, the common ground, if you will, uh, that helps to establish a strong foundation when it comes to candidate experience, and they are as follows. Number one, many of the most memorable candidate experience innovations are strongly tied to the corporate consumer brand that that organization is known for. In fact, in many instances, the idea wasn't so much unique as it was different. So if you think about the candidate experience, it needs to be centered around the core business model. Let's look at a company like McDonald's or Microsoft or Amazon. Their candidate experience is very closely related to their branded experience. And in some cases, it's very much a lift and shift approach. What they do with their consumers is replicated with what they do with their candidates. So the core of all candidate experience solution is putting the candidate at the center and ensuring everything you do, everything from your process, your systems, your policies, your metrics, are all centered around improving their outcome. The second item was making sure that you have a candidate support model. The companies who deliver a high-value candidate experience treat their support function for candidates like it's a core feature of their overall recruitment model. It's not an afterthought. Uh, an organization such as BP, they have a candidate charter posted on their career page, and this is their pledge, their commitment that they are making to their entire candidate population. What we've done here at the hospital is we've added the name and email address for each requisition, rather, to the job posting. That way, if a candidate requires clarity on the scope of the role or the status of the search, they can call and speak to a live person to get information that they need to make the right decision. You know, this is one of our strategic objectives when it comes to delivering the right candidate experience. It's to put the human back into HR. Make it more personable, more human. We have to respond to candidates like they are our most important customer. The third element that was consistent across those organizations is they are so relentless when it comes to interacting with candidates. They do such a phenomenal job of seeking the input of the candidates throughout the entire life cycle, not just at the very end of the process. This is part of the evolution of building a sustainable candidate experience model. At first, in the early days, it was about making an impression with candidates, and then it progressed to engaging with them. And that was often measured in how many likes or how many clicks your organization received. But now it's about having meaningful interactions with the candidate. It's about extracting meaningful insights from their minds and making sure that you are really engaging in bi-directional conversation with them. Talking to them, you can't achieve this. Only interaction and engagement can. And if you are truly committed to improving your candidate experience, then really, who do you think is the most reliable source of information for this improvement? Your candidates. And then the final element is redefining the role of the recruiter. A lot of organizations spend a lot of time investing and changing your infrastructure, yet they keep the same type of recruiter without offering any sort of training around how to deliver the optimal candidate experience. The required competencies and skills of a recruiter now needs to include items such as showing agility, 
being an influencer, having the ability to engage effectively with candidates, both online and, of course, using traditional means such as the telephone. Yes, the telephone. We have to remember that recruitment, talent acquisition, HR, it's a combination of science and art. And unfortunately, we are seeing too much of the pendulum swinging to the science side, which consists of AI, chatbots, machine learning, big data. There are some organizations, in fact, where automation and technology are used to drive the majority of the recruitment function. And depending on your business model, that might be okay. But in the area of providing healthcare, our patients prefer to engage with nurses and doctors, and our candidates prefer to engage with recruiters. Several organizations conduct assessments of new hires. How many of those organizations are actually conducting assessments of the recruiters and their social engagement skills? So to summarize, those four things are so important in defining and building the right candidate experience, and that is making sure that your candidate experience model is strongly tied to your corporate and consumer brand. Building a candidate support model has to be embedded in your candidate experience. Be relentless when it comes to interacting with candidates and making sure that you're doing it throughout the entire process. And finally, redefine the role of the recruiter. Make sure that they are a candidate-centered and consultative talent acquisition team that's able to provide high-touch and focus on building relationships. Awesome answer there, Paul. Lots of information. Uh, Let's revisit something that you talked about about halfway through that answer. Um, You mentioned putting the human back into HR, making it more personable, making it more human. And I think that a lot of folks might have trouble finding how this could be when things like AI, technology actually might take the human away. So let's talk about that a little bit. How do you balance and incorporate new technologies like AI, chatbots, other technology platforms in delivering such a positive candidate experience? Holly, there are several organizations that I speak with that are faced with that same dilemma. And let's be very clear, technology absolutely plays a critical role in delivering a right candidate experience. But we have to remember that technology is just an enabler and not the silver bullet solution that several folks in our industry are making it out to be. It is about finding that right balance of leveraging innovative technology solutions, but also creating an environment that still allows for human connection. This is what our candidates have told us through our focus groups, our surveys, and several of the other interactive sessions that we've hosted to solicit their input. What is critical across all organizations when they're using and leveraging technology is that it needs to be seamless, easy to use, and integrated where it makes sense. You know, when I think about a company like Clear Company, for example, I like their platform because it's all of the above. Their modules can be configured as standalone applications or fully integrated as an end-to-end talent management solution that delivers the right candidate experience and also the right end-user experience, whether it's for HR, the managers, or the recruiter. Everything you need under one organization, from their applicant tracking system to their their onboarding and performance management platform, it really is uh, the soup-to-nuts, has that soup-to-nuts capability. Also, if you actually go and visit their website, clearcompany.com, you'll see that they actually use chatbots to help guide you as a consumer or potential buyer to the right individual who can help answer your questions in a very efficient and timely manner. This provides a wonderful experience for the person on the end. 
We here at the hospital are also in the process of implementing our own chatbot to help candidates schedule their own interviews. This is the balance that I think organizations need to find when it comes to integrating technology and human intervention. But again, I need to be very clear. There's absolutely a need to use technology to streamline, make efficient, and communicate more effectively throughout the entire life cycle with a candidate. Chatbots, AI, machine learning, blockchain, this is part of the new ecosystem of the talent acquisition process. A great point there. I can see where a balance would be super important. You know, you need technology to also speed up the candidate experience and make that process easier and faster, but you also need the human to, you know, show that someone's there, you know, offer that helping hand of, of a real person. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think the the uh, the empathy, the compassion, this is one of a candidate's most challenging experiences applying for a job. We don't know the circumstances that that individual may, uh, is in. They could be a paycheck away from losing their home. They could uh, be uh, under a great deal of financial stress. They could, in fact, have lost sight of who they are because they've been without a job for quite some time. And often we know that people define themselves by what they do. So I think that compassion, that empathy, and that understanding is so important. What our recruiters are doing is if we can't find uh, an employment opportunity within our organization, we'll help candidates find employment opportunities outside of our hospital, in other organizations, within the community, because it is a massive ecosystem. When people are working, the economy picks up. So I think it's, it's so important, to your point, leverage technology to increase speed and efficiency, but make sure you have a human there to understand the compassion and the empathy needed as part of the recruitment process. Perfect. Very ideal. And so when we talk about a positive candidate experience versus a negative candidate experience, a good one, a bad one, there's got to be a way to tell or distinguish one from the other. Um, So when you talk about continuous measurement of the candidate experience, what all is being measured and how do you do that? Yeah, uh, another great question, Holly. We, um, We actually measure all aspects of the candidate experience and we use some of our own organic tools, but we also leverage some of the industry-defined measuring tools. So, for example, internally, we run the traditional surveys, such as new hire candidate experience surveys. We also include hiring manager surveys because, quite honestly, it's a shared accountability. And we cross-reference the results from the candidate experience survey to ensure we are able to triangulate the data if there is an identified gap or discrepancy in the candidate experience survey. So it's important that you look at all of the key touch points, not only with your recruiters, but also with your managers. We also look at our net promoter score on the candidate side for those who were interviewed but not hired. We think that this audience, the people that were interviewed but were not hired or not selected, this is the audience that has the most to say about their end-to-end candidate experience. And we absolutely value their input. As mentioned, we do look at external variables and external tools such as Glassdoor, Indeed, LinkedIn, Talent Board, and uh, and of course their candidates. One of the keys that I often tell people in our space, though, it's good to look at these other organizations and these other competitors as uh, comparators, but don't use them as benchmarks. The only person or organization that you should be benchmarking against is yourself. 
Look at your past performance or establish a baseline and use that baseline as your true comparator to show what your improvements were over the past X amount of time. And I'll give you a case in point. In 2015, we started off looking at candidate experience and we were 2.7 on the uh, glass door. We started implementing some new policies, some new practices, implementing, uh, changing our recruiters, spend more time listening to our candidates. We actually had our candidates come in and help us redesign our recruitment process because we wanted to make sure that it aligned with their expectations. Towards the end of this, we moved up to a 3.8. And as of this morning, I can happily say that we are now at a 4.0 on the rating scale for Glassdoor. Clearly, that's from our employees, but also several candidates that have uh, entered their feedback based on the level of engagement and interaction that we've had with them. So it's good to look at your competitors, but you should only be benchmarking yourself against your past performance. Um, You know, we increased our ratings to 3.8. We still have work to go, and our goal is to get to a 5, and it's a continuous improvement journey. You're never at the finish line. It's always about improvements because technology is changing, the landscape is changing, the expectations of our candidates are changing. So that's why it's so important that you continue that engagement cycle to understand their needs and make sure that you bring it back to the expectations of what your company and your brand is doing and show some alignment where it makes sense. Yeah, onward and upward. That's what we like to hear. So, Paul, that's all we've got time for today. Uh, We do appreciate you speaking with our audience, and I believe you might have a final thought or two to leave us with. Yeah, you know, this is uh, all about sharing. You know, one of my old managers used to say, when the rising tide lifts all boats. And, you know, I've been fortunate to listen and receive some information from several of your other folks that have done podcasts through the HCI channel, and I'm going to do the same. Uh, If people want to go to my LinkedIn profile, that's Paul Hamilton. I'm actually going to share a model uh, that focuses on delivering a positive candidate-centered recruitment experience, and it will list all of the seven areas that you need to invest in to deliver and achieve excellent in candidate care, and that's listening, developing a candidate-centered recruitment team, how you design your recruitment process, Uh, the integration of technology, what you need to measure, and, of course, how you tell a better story and allow your candidates to tell that story. So I'm going to put that up on my LinkedIn profile, and I encourage all of your listeners to go there, download it, and uh, make it their own. All right. So don't forget, guys, there is plenty of free candidate experience information available at hci.org which will all help you on your path to become a strategic HR practitioner. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed today's episode. You can find HCI on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on the YouTube channel HCI Talent. If you're listening on iTunes, we'd love to get your rating and review. It'll help other professionals and like-minded people discover the program. Once again, this podcast has been sponsored by Clear Company, a complete talent management system that unifies recruiting, onboarding, performance management, and goal tracking into one award-winning solution. Learn how you can hire more A players with Clear Company. Visit clearcompany.com for product information. 
We'd like to close by saying thank you to our listeners for spending some time with us and for Paul for being here. And so for all of HCI, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.